0: Hi everyone, as a global family we currently find ourselves in a very unique situation and whilst we're in this together we're all impacted differently and we're each having our own unique experience. Now for me at this current time the world feels like it's almost shaking with intensity and the reality is that most of us are experiencing some degree of trauma and stress even if we don't consciously recognise it as that. Firstly, there's potential worry and fear around the virus itself. And beyond that, the majority of us in in one way or another are going through a form of waking up or are impacted in some way by what's happening. There are many changes happening for most of us and a lot of uncertainty as well. We're experiencing grief for the uh, pre-corona life that we had, our egos are experiencing loss of control and we're being forced to stop and reflect and actually spend time with ourselves, which can be distressing for many of us, especially those who have been busying and distracting themselves from themselves for a long time. Now stress feels horrid in itself, but it can also have devastating consequences on our health. And it's a subject I'm passionate about because I discovered its damaging effects the hard way. And I'll be sharing a bit more about that with you um, as time goes on. With this uh, session I'm looking through a holistic lens and you are going to gain insight into firstly what stress actually is, so how it shows up, the impact it can have and then understanding the various different factors which can influence your stress levels and associated feelings. And then finally we'll look at some tactical solutions uh, to help you feel better both immediately and protecting your immune system and some wider and deeper considerations that will really allow you to um, address the root causes of stress and all with a view to being less fragile so that you're able to better cope with challenges and circumstances that arise whilst also preventing illness. And so this is really acting as a, as a starting point for you to explore some different things. And ultimately my aim with this session is to help empower you to start reclaiming your mind, body and spirit and, and provide a gateway uh, to a personal journey of self-discovery, healing and resilience building. So let's first have a look at what stress actually is and how it shows up and the impact it can have. In terms of defining what stress is, I really love how stress and trauma expert Gabor Mate explains it. And he says that stress is a response to any threat or any uh, perception of threat. So, most commonly, the perception that something we hold to be necessary for our well being is going to be taken away or withheld. And he also says excessive stress occurs when the demands made on an organism exceed that organism's reasonable capacities to fulfill them. So this is kind of like, I guess, a rubber band. If you keep pulling a rubber band, uh, eventually it will snap. um, Or a spring, eventually it might um, become deformed. So stress is really, it's a measurable set of um, objective physiological events that actually happen with, they happen within the body and involve our brain and our, our hormones, uh, our immune system and many of our other organs. And when we're stressed, our nervous system is in fight or flight mode, which you'll all have heard of, uh, which is the sympathetic dominance and our body is flooded with stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, which is actually a natural and helpful response when we are in a dangerous situation. So if, you know, historically, um, our ancestors may have tigers chasing them, I'm sure you've heard that analogy before, um, and and that was a very real threat. And sometimes we do have very serious threats and we need that response. Um, but now nowadays in the modern world, you know, the threat is deadlines, or our boss, or um, or people, other people in our lives, or, you know, all sorts of uh, perceived um, uh, stresses. And the thing with stress as well is stress can be very obvious to us. Um, so when people describe themselves as being stressed, they'll usually mean uh, some kind of like nervous agitation. There's a feeling of nervous agitation, which they're experiencing, um, Uh, under perceived demands um, and it's usually with regards to work, relationships, finances, uh, maybe health, family. Um, However stress can also be hidden so this is where we experience it with no awareness of its presence or we we don't acknowledge it as stress. Plus we can even unknowingly get addicted to our own stress hormones. So this is where stress actually feels desirable and the absence of stress feels uncomfortable and abnormal and so we, we try and avoid that. And I'm, I'm not really gonna go, go very deep into um, hidden stress and stress addictions and here, but if you want to delve into it, I highly recommend the book um, When the Body Says No, The Cost of Hidden Stress by Gabor Mate. It is the best book that I've read on the subject of stress and trauma, um, and I think it's pretty relatable and it's easy to read compared to certain other books and resources that I've I've consumed on on the topic. Um, so that's definitely one to um, to explore. So in terms of the impact of stress, there's there's always the immediate impact that we notice. So how stress actually shows up for us. Um, and what we're actually describing when we say, oh, I'm, I'm stressed, it's really a feeling. So it could be knots in the stomach, feeling panicky, agitated, overwhelmed. Maybe our, our head is spinning, we feel unsettled, um, or general, just have general discomfort in the body. And it, it can literally feel like we're, we're under pressure, like we're being squeezed. It, it's a very constricting energy as opposed to an expansive energy. Um, we can also, you know, have, it can also cause thoughts So we can be having, you know, overthinking, like, what will I do? How will I be? How's this going to work out? What might happen? And we kind of get into a thought feeling loop. Um, historically, most people have talked about, um, thoughts creating feelings, but actually it can also work the other way around. So feelings can create thoughts. Uh, because our, our mind-body is, is one. It's, it's one completely interconnected system and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time as does Bruce Lipton and, and many others. Um, how thoughts are the language of the mind but feelings are the language of the body and it's all completely intertwined. So sometimes we can, we can get a feeling come up in our body which then makes us think and can create thoughts. Um, other, other things that can happen is we, it affects our sleep, so we can't sleep very well and then that has a knock-on effect on all sorts of things. And then compromised immune system, so stress and actually loneliness for that matter, which is a form of stress as well, um, it can cause diminished immune activity um, and this is a big problem currently when we want to be well and fend off um, illnesses like viruses. It can also make us turn to very unhealthy, unhelpful habits, so things around food, alcohol, um, maybe TV consumption, news, um, social media, and and other uh, behaviors. It can lead to poor decision-making, lots of impacts impacts there, and and it shows up differently in different people, and I'm gonna talk more about the factors which influence this shortly. So in terms of the, the longer term impact of unprocessed or chronic stress um, we can end up being in a situation where feeling stressed and anxious is our normal state which is not a nice state to live in. I've been there before, <laughs> it's not pleasant and you'll know that if you're, if you're in it. Um, it also continues to suppress the immune system so um, it, it makes us more fragile and less able to fight off any future illnesses. And viruses and things like that. Um, there's also the chronic inflammation that it causes, so accelerated um, aging and inflammation. Inflammation is now widely known to be the, the root cause of most disease, um, and and you know the, all of the all of the systems are completely you know interconnected when it comes to that. And then there's that knock-on impact of um, all of this on other people and on other aspects of our life. So it could be our relationships, it could be our business, our income, um, just our entire life really. And so in terms of how stress can actually be um, transmuted into a a compromised immune system or illness or disease, um, stress is a very complicated cascade of um, physical and biochemical responses to emotional stimuli. So physiologically, emotions are like electrical, chemical, and hormonal discharges of the human nervous system. So emotions um, influence and are influenced By the functioning of our major organs, um, the integrity of our immune defences and the workings of the many um, biological substances which are circulating around our body and helping to govern our body's uh, physical state. But when emotions are are suppressed it disarms the body's defences against illness and um, repression so disassociating emotions from our awareness and relegating them kind of back to the unconscious down into the unconscious realm and it disorganizes and confuses our our physiological defenses and um, then in some people this all, the defences all go wrong and they actually destroy the health as opposed to um, protecting it. Um, but it is complicated. And again, um, in Gabel's book, he, he kind of explains more about that, um, that process. Um, but I've experienced this firsthand for myself. Um, three years ago, I experienced a very intense trauma. Um, It's a long story, but the short version is I found myself very suddenly uh, Single with no money no home no income and having lost most of my material possessions and also having very little um, emotional support and Then this was followed by several months of being in a deep fight-or-flight survival mode so after about a year, I was doing fine and I felt I felt consciously fine And then I started getting various health symptoms such as rashes um, aching in my body Brain fog and then the pain in my body was getting more and more severe It started off as, as a pain kind of a neuralgia pain in my in my jaw and my right side and then went through my body Um, and it was incredibly, um, incredibly painful Um, and then eventually it transpired that I had symptoms which are considered to be fibromyalgia and then I also had a minor stroke. (laughs) So (laughs) over the few months that followed I actually managed to heal myself naturally and this is where I came to learn more deeply about stress and emotional trauma wounds and the effects of all of these things on our health. And it's why I'm really passionate about uh, raising awareness and teaching people about this stuff so that they can actually address stress within their own lives, within their own bodies, and and really build their resilience and prevent anything like that happening. Because our mind body really is a miracle and we are designed to be healthy and we're designed to thrive but we have to give ourselves the right environment to do that and and being stressed and not resolving stress is not a nice environment um, for our our bodies. So there are actually three components of stress, so in terms of the process of getting stressed. um, The first is the stressor. So this can be anything, it can be loss of a job, fear of catching the virus, not having um, you know human contact, various different things. Then the second uh, thing is the processing system. So this is really what makes everyone different. And this is why we need a holistic and personalized approach because there are many, many influencing factors um, and they differ from person to person and so I will be covering those um, in a little bit more detail in a moment. And then the third element is the stress response. So you have the stressor, the actual processing um, system, and then that results in the response. And this is why some people, you can have two people who will uh, both experience a similar situation and they react completely differently. Uh, It's because of the difference in in their processing systems. Now, Gabor Mate also talks about um, the key psychological triggers for um, physiological stress response. And what's really interesting about this is that the current situation we face with um, coronavirus and the impacts is it's, it's providing all four of these triggers. So it's like the perfect storm. The first one is uncertainty um, so uncertainty or unknowing the second is loss of control or feeling lost loss of control the third is conflict and the fourth is emotional isolation and this is why it's very important actually that we even though we're having to physically isolate we do our very best not to emotionally isolate Um, but yeah the uncertainty the loss of control The the conflict and the emotional isolation, they are the the four key psychological triggers for a a physiological stress response in our our body. Um, Now, you may find yourself um, judging the way that others are feeling or behaving uh, as surprising, maybe irrational, unnecessary or strange. uh, But it's really important to realise that we are actually all having a... A natural response based on the factors which drive or influence our our processing system and there are various factors so factors include um, the a big one is your your I call it your inner world so this is the the beliefs the mindset the, the 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 lens through which we see the world and a major cause if not the major cause of stress is unmet expectations and what I mean by that is things not being as we want them to be or the prospect of them not being how we want them to be and actually attaching our um, our okayness to that so it's like well if this happens I'm not going to be okay or if, if that happens I'm going to be really unhappy. Um, and that is a major, in my experience and also from, from research, that is a major cause of, of stress. Another thing which is a big factor is trauma from our past. So um, chronic stress or trauma um, can be stored in the body. So if it's, if it's repressed, we, we, we bury it and we have these unprocessed, buried emotions. Um, And it can be, you know, all sorts of different things. It can be, it can even be, you know, trauma. We often think about trauma as something really major that's happened, um, like a a death or, um, you know, a a loss of a job or or something like that. But actually, and that's kind of referred to as big trauma, but there's another phrase that's used, which is little trauma. And that is really... Either the absence of things that we need so when we were a child for example if we felt um, unheard or unloved we didn't get what we needed um, emotionally then that can be that can be trauma and also the things that happen on a day-to-day basis little little trauma like all these little things that happen and, and can add up and. Um, And actually there's a quote I like by Wayne Dyer and he says, when we are squeezed, whatever it is that's inside will come out. And this is, this is true. At at some point, all that, all that suppressed stuff is going to come out in one way or another, or it's going to express itself in in one way or another. Um, Another thing is um, not saying no. So, People pleasing, putting others needs above our own, being scared of judgement, desperate need for approval, lack of boundaries, I think this is probably most people, Um, I think we all have um, a challenge in some way around not prioritising ourselves and also not saying no and not doing what's best for us, Um, but this can have a major impact. There's also the baseline state of our nervous system, so sometimes something can happen and it's, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back because we already have a system which is so overstimulated and there are many people who have already been under various pressures and are struggling and then something comes along, like the current situation, and it's just overwhelming and it can, be, it can be, have a major, you know, a major effect. Also, some people are more energetically sensitive than other people. So the empaths among you, the fellow empaths, will, will know exactly what I mean. Some people are just more energetically sensitive and that can affect us and that can overwhelm us. Um, and then there is the, um, the physiological. This is something that's often overlooked because when we talk about stress, we we can tend to think of it as just being around around the mind or being psychological, but our physiology has a, 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 a can have a significant impact. So this is this is things like our, the condition of our gut and our gut microbiome, nutrition, um, blood sugar stability, the quality of our digestion. Uh, so the gut brain connection is is very very strong. Um, and there is this um, kind of stress cycle and and you you know I know myself if I eat certain foods I actually feel I actually feel anxious so this is this is how much our our physiology can actually um, affect us and if we have blood sugar spikes that can be um, that can have a big influence on our stress Um, too much caffeine all of these things can there is this kind of two-way process that is that is happening Um, also our personal circumstances so our physical environment um, the our influences the people that we're around um, our community what we spend our time doing all of these things can can also influence um, influence our um, processing system um, so to speak so with all of this in mind it, it actually makes sense that everyone is different and everyone is having their own unique experience and it's so so important to understand that feelings are not bad or wrong; they are just what they are and it, it's really, really important, especially at this current time, that we honor our feelings and the experience that we're having, um, but also that we honor other people's feelings and the experience that that they're having and I hope that outlining some of those um, those factors has been helpful in in understanding why. Um, people respond so differently to potentially to the same um, situation and you know there's also no there's no benefit in blaming or shaming yourself or others for feelings or behavior because you know blame and shame are already things that exist in abundance in our culture and we really you know don't need any more of that we don't need to be adding to that and the current this current time is is for most people actually traumatic in some way or to some degree, even if we don't realise it, um, we may find ourselves reverting to coping mechanisms that we that we developed as children, um, or experiencing feelings which really surprise us and we don't understand, and it can feel very unpleasant. And you know, even I experience this. As times I wake up in the morning and I feel I feel anxious and I feel I feel you know. All these feelings, but they don't logically make sense because actually, in my mind, I'm actually feeling okay. Um, so, um, so it's just um, you know, it, it's just important that we that we recognise that and that we are able to, um, to to experience it. And I find that the biggest problem is not really our feelings it's actually how we feel about our feelings so we generally don't like to feel unpleasant feelings and this is why we often distract or numb through various means and maybe maybe you do maybe that and it can be just it can be distraction through you know destructive things or it can be distraction through um seemingly positive things like um i know in the past i've i've um kind of distracted myself by being a um an obsessive learner so just delving into constantly learning just to distract myself so i don't have to feel my feelings and uh, maybe maybe you can relate to, to some of that i think the most critical thing is that we allow ourselves to process these emotions um rather than suppressing them or you know locking them down because emotions are just energy in motion everything is energy and if we you know we we really must allow that energy to flow and avoid emotional bypassing and this is really emotional bypassing is really where we don't allow ourselves to feel or to confront and process our emotions um, we can often see this in in the form of um, false positivity so people are not feeling good but they just say they are and it's 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 like everything's wonderful but actually it's not and that's really really dangerous um, we it's important to develop a positive mindset but if it's not truly how you feel it's important that you honor it rather than pushing it down because all you're doing is is suppressing it and one of my favorite quotes and I actually don't know where it originated from I think many many people have said it is the only way out is through so we really have to go through Through the experience and experience and allow those emotions to to happen and to flow and it's also important that we learn the signs what what the signs of stress are in our bodies and how our bodies are communicating with us um, when sometimes maybe our minds have missed the cues or our minds are not wanting to confront things we can always feel in our body you know feelings are the language of the body, and we can we can feel that and get in touch with that um, and it's it's a messenger you know feelings in the body are signs they it's the body communicating with us so that's all well and good, um, but what can we actually do to um, feel better immediately um, but also longer term to maybe address some of those deeper roots? Well, firstly, um, there are many immediately kind of practical things that you can do to feel better and to process um, stress and and emotions, and they're actually all free, and they're all available to do, um, or they're able to be done at home. And so I really, I'm going to share them with you and I just urge you to explore them and and really do what feels best for you because they may not all feel like, that, you know, you may try them or you may look at them and think, well, then that's not really for me. Um, I think it's very important that we do what feels best for us. Um, but what I would say is the very, very first thing I always do and I recommend to anybody, if we're feeling stressed, if we're feeling any of those sort of, those feelings, emotions or those feelings that we label as stress, the very first thing to do is to breathe. So diaphragmatic breathing, which is the deep breathing. We wanna really like breathe in deep and fill our fill our bellies slowly with, with air. And then and then breathing out. And so there's a couple of different techniques that I, I like. Um, one is called box breathing and that's where I just breathe in to the count of four deeply hold for four out for four and then rest for four so it's like a box right and so um, and there's also four seven eight breathing Um, you can look it up online you know that these are very very good to put you into a parasympathetic your nervous system into a state of parasympathetic dominance and so whenever you feel a nervous system agitation I swear it's the best and those of you that do breathwork will know this but it is the best thing to do because you can actually change your physical state and the way you feel by doing this and and that that would always be my number one first thing to do so I just feel I feel the emotion I feel the feelings and I think okay breathe and it's also you know a good habit to get into doing regularly because you really want your body to be in parasympathetic dominance as much as possible so just even just on a general day-to-day basis just doing you know full deep breathing is is just absolutely wonderful so I really recommend that and you can also do it before bed uh, to help you sleep another thing is which may seem well it may seem obvious but stop doing things that are making you feel crap so if there's anything that's making you feel stressed or anything that's triggering it stop it. So that might be watching the news, that's a really big one. Um, It could be social media, it could be listening to a certain person you know, barking down the phone at you or or whatever it might be, Um, but really try to avoid doing the things that are actually triggering that that feeling in the first place. Another thing is nature. So if it is at all possible for you to get to nature every day um, and especially if you're feeling stressed, to go and spend time in nature, to also ground in nature if possible. So, um, I like to hug trees, which many people make fun of me for, but um, there is actually, it is actually very calming and there's science behind it as well. Um, if that's too much for you, maybe you can just touch the tree or just have your bare feet on the ground. Um, if you are not able to get to nature, then watching nature on your screen. Um, can also have a really significant effect on um, on your nervous system. And uh, there's actually um, a filmmaker called Louis Schwartzberg who I really love, and he's done lots of amazing um, time-lapse nature photography, which is truly beautiful. And it's being used in therapeutic settings, so to help people prepare for operations and to help people to heal after having operations or treatment so it's very very powerful um, so I really recommend any kind of you know beautiful nature um, footage or documentaries or anything like that and can be really helpful. Another thing which I found well I find and I know many people do extremely powerful is is movement so it doesn't necessarily have to be your classic exercise my favorite is dancing in fact I do it every day I just get up I put a song on um, a really upbeat song and I just spend like the three or four minutes or whatever it is just dancing like crazy um, just to really get my energy moving and to, and to start releasing those feel-good chemicals um, so whichever kind of movement feels good for you I think it's imperative that we do that on a daily basis and I'm not one for classic exercise so my my passion is just dancing and, and just moving um, in my own way so so that's very powerful and kind of related to that sound so sound music any kind of sound therapies I mean goodness there's so many on YouTube you can you know calming music calming thera- sound therapies sound baths Anything like that is powerful, and also singing or chanting. So, again, all of these things—they are—I mean, look, they're ancient; they're all ancient techniques. People have been doing this for um, for thousands of years, um, but they all help to move the energy through through your body and um, and to release all of these feel-good chemicals. So, I yeah, I think incorporating. Singing, chanting, dancing, music, sound—all of those things um, is is wonderful to do. But it can also really help us in the moment, particularly if we're feeling um, if we're feeling very anxious, or if, even if we're feeling like low. Any kind of unpleasant emotions, I would say, move, sing, chant, um, listen to music, do all of those things. There are other techniques you can use, like um, emotional freedom techniques, so EFT, which is the tapping. Um, There's also TRE, so trauma release exercise. Again, you can learn how to do these on on YouTube. Um, It's all free, it's all out there. Um, There's also havening, a technique called havening, um, which can be helpful. and um, Meditation, obviously, is, is wonderful. And gratitude, so not just not just writing a list of the things that you're grateful for, but really feeling it you know really really thinking about what you can be grateful for, whether it's things from the past, things from the present, things that um, that may happen, um, the, the experience you're going through, it can be anything, um, but really trying to feel into that and, and feel the emotion of gratitude because that's very powerful for. Um, calming the nervous system, but it's also powerful for just, you know, your vibe, it's, it's powerful for your immune system, so many different things, so, um, so having gratitude is, is very, very powerful indeed. Now, these are all things that you can do short term, and they're, they're very helpful, but they are also helpful as regular practices to incorporate into your lifestyle, and now is a, a good time to, to assess to assess that, and to assess your lifestyle, and and look at and look at is it is it positive um, for your health? Is it positive for your nervous system um, and and for um, minimizing the uh, stress response? Now, beyond these, there are actually some wider and deeper considerations, and I, I really encourage you to allow yourself the space to go inward, and reconnect with yourself, and get curious and begin or or continue on a journey of self-discovery and of of growth and of healing. Um, Because addressing the root causes of stress and building your mind-body resilience, is it really is a journey. There is no one solution for all. There is no secret formula. There is no, you know, two-week program which is going to just completely remove all of this for you there are lots and lots of different tools and lots of different people offering amazing things that can help Um, but it's important to feel into what's best for you and to do it at your pace and so I'd just like to offer you some things to perhaps consider Um, you could create a vision of how you'd love your life to be and I find visioning extremely powerful in fact I have a podcast episode which which guides you through how to do this um, and that can be very uplifting and it can be um, for me it's it's almost like a guiding light and it's something I, I, I revisit every day and I found it incredibly powerful Another thing is learning to connect more with your heart and can really just connect more with your intuition. I think we've been we've been enculturated to to adopt a position of um, of sort of disempowerment. Like we look to everybody else to tell us what to do. We don't trust ourselves, we're not we don't trust our, our gut instinct or intuition, and I think it's imperative that we that we reconnect with that and we get more more in touch with that. And you can look into heart-brain coherence as well. So heart math is an amazing tool. I'm actually trained in heart math, so um, you can contact me if you, you want to know more about that. But, um, but yeah, having, having that heart-brain coherence is, is powerful and something which uh, you may find beneficial. As I said, look at your lifestyle and habits. So um, maybe do a little audit Maybe do an audit of your lifestyle and all your different habits, and 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 how helpful these are for your mind-body resilience, and uh, or not, as the case may be. Also, look at who you're spending your time with. Like community is so powerful; it's a very powerful healing tool. It's a very powerful tool. Um, well, it's a it's a, it's powerful. Full stop. I think it's become very clear to all of us that we need community. We need healthy a supportive community so we need to feel safe you know we need to feel safe and supported and i know there are many people that don't feel that so you know do you have community and if not how could you build it um there's actually a brilliant book called belong um again i'll put all the links to i'll, I'll find a way of sharing all of these different uh, links to to these tools um but yeah there's a song a song <laughs> a book uh called uh, belong which is, is all about community and, and, and how to build community. There's also the perspective or the lens that you have, uh, the, the perspective you have or the lens that you see life through. So, you know, are you, how do you see life? Are you experiencing life and seeing it as a, as a, as a wonderful mystery or is it more, is it feeling more like a psychological thriller or a horror movie at the moment? Um, you know, how do you actually see life? What's your perspective? and um and you know is your perspective or, or your beliefs are they limiting you you know are they creating stress are there things that you um that you may need to to address so i guess go through a process of reconditioning and that's really something for you to explore um if that is something you you feel you need to look at then breaking the habit of being yourself by dr joe dispenza is is brilliant for that there's there's many other resources but I, I like that one I recommend that and there's also a brilliant book called letting go by David R Hawkins which is about you know letting go and surrendering and that that book actually for me was really life-changing and it has been for um, several other people that I've recommended it to so I think if you are someone who really struggles to to kind of let go and, and you're struggling to surrender and and you're feeling a lot of stress and anxiety I really do recommend that book it's it's fantastic. I'd also um, ask yourself you know are you treating yourself worse than you would another person and and, and if so begin to explore why. You know are you prioritizing and, and honoring yourself or are you always putting others and what others think uh, and want first this is this is in my experience and um, and many others I know um, one of the key reasons for for our stress and and for kind of this this build this build-up of stress we build up um, stress resentment um, and all of these things as a result of not prioritizing ourselves and and, and not being able to say no and, you know, as a recovering people pleaser, I know this all too well. And it is, that is in fact one of the things that has, has, has had a big impact on me is learning to say no and learning to have very healthy boundaries. It's not easy, but again, it's something to explore. Is, is that something that perhaps you need, to, you need to look at? And as I've mentioned before, there are tools for addressing trauma. Um, so emotional freedom technique, the tapping, uh, havening. There's also E EMDR, which is our eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. I think it stands for, but EMDR, um, uh, which which again can be very um, effective. So just exploring some of those things and seeing what what may work for you. Um, I can't think of anything else right at the moment, um, I really hope that what I've shared has been helpful for you um, in some way and I will make sure that the links to the things that I've, I've recommended and mentioned are available um, as further resources if you want to um, go and check those out.